bad song. Just a thing for this heat, a fresh cut. We'll let it play out. Now that was another mirage by Rockin' for Decades. Ooh, what a track. This is Coyote Mike once again. Welcome, travelers. I hope you enjoyed that one. A new favorite of mine, I must say. And the time is 18 minutes past one here on The Devil's Backbone, and uh, the heat's just about driving us here at the studio up the wall. Can't imagine how it is for you folks working out in it direct-like. But that's the Texas life. Don't y'all let any no-good Arizonian lizard claim that for themselves. Or at least I'm protected in here by all of this fancy soundproofing. Couldn't a skeeter get in even he squeezed himself flat. <laughs> and still, these tunes are going out to all y'all laboring out there who ain't got no lunch break, ain't got no electric fan, and... Ain't got no ice box built into your fancy new government Chevy. These things are ephemeral. They will not last. And we all know whatever the government gives you or promises to give to you, it ain't worth the spit off a leaf inside's ass, if you pardon my French. We, uh, we stay independent. As always, the Lone Star State, as they say, no matter what old Gerald tells us. Not that that some bitch ever won a damn election in the first place, but sure, slather my biscuits, I'm getting all politicized again. Y'all will have to forgive me. All I'll say is, any of you out there in this heat who ain't got the sense to cover your damn heads, you got some sand. That's all I'll say. If I were you, I'd, uh, I'd duck into the first shade y'all can find in this here oven and read yourself a book or something before that mirage fades and you. You're left nothing but a cinder. Get out of that heat. We ain't mad dogs nor Englishmen round these parts. And if you can't, why don't you just get your assistant to fetch you up some frozen cow juice. Cecil, get on up here. <laughs> I kid, I kid. Now, it's just about time for another track here, isn't it? Uh, here's a lively little number from newcomer Chris Shards called Flight Mode. And I just know you're gonna love it. Well, remember what I said now. Don't you shrivel up in that desert. The Apocalypse Players present Highway of Blood. A Call of Cthulhu scenario by Alex Gugliot, Ian Christensen, and DeVay Brian Jackson. 
with Dan Wheeler as Quincy J. Lafitte. Dominic Allen as Edward Ed Mooney. Joseph Chance as Beverly Jack Carstairs. And Dana McAleer as the Keeper of Arcane Law. This is based on a true story. Part 3 Thunderstruck It seems on my silver and it says Divermis Mysterious. Uh, I'm suddenly drawn towards it. And then that shadowy figure behind the glass sort of rears up and stands very tall. And a figure moves towards the door. And as it does, uh, it takes a sudden turn. You, you see that gilded uh, lettering, which you'd read, disappearing into the dark again, as if being suddenly hidden. You still feel that, that hint of a pull towards it, uh, even though it's out of sight now. Um, and the midday heat is becoming utterly unbearable, even with your, your hats and everything, and with your uh, your weather-beaten um, endurance. I'm going to go into this here store, poke my nose through the aisles. See you fellas inside, yes? Oh, huh. Well, uh, I guess this bookshop's as good a place as any to uh, haul up for a bit and see uh, see what see what happens. Maybe we could uh, lock the door behind us just in case. I, I, from my experience, sir, a, a bookseller, an academic type, uh, he, he he may be uh, he may be on our side if you like. Well, Mooney's inside now, I think, but um, the other two of you. Um, so you've just had this reflected, sort of um, refracted vision of the bar pointing. What it seemed to be pointing a group of figures in your direction, and the, the way they moved off was sort of reminiscent of I don't know, insects, maybe. But, and anyway, as they were moving, like it was like they were moving like cockroaches, sort of scuttling away from the veranda. Did you see that? I don't know. I, I saw some kind of. Well, those folks back across the way seem to be moving odd. Kind of jittery, I'd say. Like some kind of bug. Well, as as an entomologist, I would have to agree. (laughs) Perhaps that uh, Mr. Mooney, although he may be a bit volatile, has the right idea, and we should just get ourselves inside there. I think you might be right. And uh, I think I take one last scan about us on the road. So inside, Mooney, as your uh, your eyes adjust, you see that the um, the inside of the shop is hugely complex. There's sort of hangings, uh, like hanging things, drapes, trinkets, uh, the whole nine yards. Um, and even though it can't be more than a couple of dozen like square feet inside, it sort of has the feel feels almost like a labyrinth, like one of those old bookshops, you know, with uh, every twist and turn covered in dust or 
um, dust covers, um, and uh, and as you sort of turn into it, you you see that the same that shadowy figure um, crossing back behind what looks like the counter. There seems to be a man in his in his fifties, his mid fifties. Um, his back's to you, and he sort of uh, you see him move between the stacks. He's sort of he's dropping off sort of certain items like books and stuff as if he's having a little tidy up um and as he sort of uh he turns back you see you see his face it seems sort of quite craggy and weather beaten not dissimilar to yours really uh, in that sense like the sense of an outdoorsman he's uh, with a not you know a not unfriendly twinkle uh, which might still be behind his eyes you know he's got like silver hair in a sort of cro- close cropped ponytail um he sort of looks at you with uh, <laughs> it's an expression that you know it could be suspicion could be amusement hard to say for sure but um he doesn't say anything he just uh he, he drops off the last of the books and he just um he moves behind the uh, the counter just uh, presses the cash register and uh, stands there <laughs> just uh, lets the sound of uh, <laughs> lets the sound of that do the talking um and meanwhile, outside the uh, the heat's still baking down on the other two of you, um, and you're you're still sort of still sort of saturated with that feeling of being followed by uh, these folks, if that's what they are. Yeah, well, let's let's get inside. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, cool. I'm fishing in my in my in my back pocket, and I pull out this beaten leather notebook and I say excuse me sir uh, I say uh, uh, proprietor that's right ah uh, the name is Mooney Ed Mooney um, I'm a, a visitor to these parts but uh, I hail from not too far yonder and I was wondering if you happen to know of a name a name very dear to me by the name of Jacob Blackwood that ring any bells for you uh, he was no prospector, told me everything I know. Anyways, I was, uh, he left me a, a little token of remembrance, uh, this, uh, this little notebook here. I've had it for years and years, and, and I can't make head and a tail of it. What, what do you think? Are you an expert in that sort of thing? I think it's some sort of secret code or, uh, I don't know, some, some writing fancy-like that I don't really grasp. I don't know nothing about that. But unless you want to make a purchase, you can move along. Oh, well, I purchase? I, I'm i not short of a, of a dollar or two, sir. Uh, I was wondering, in a bookshop like this, in a town of this sort of size and place, I was wondering, do you have anything that is particularly peculiar? <laughs> well, if peculiar is your, your go-to, we got plenty. And you sort of just... Gives you a general wave of the hand. Oh, I know, I know. But I want the most peculiar. I want to know what your most precious and valuable commodity is. I have an obsession, you see, sir. I like to call it an obsession. I see. Well, for the time being, we ain't got nothing particularly precious. Just the usual... Uh, if you all want dream catchers or uh, uh, yeah, any sort of sage bindings or anything like that, we can help you out. 
I'm a bit superstitious about dream catchers, I'm afraid. But, um... But, uh, yeah, if you got nothing, uh, that a discerning bibliophile might purchase from you, then, uh, I'll simply have to peruse the shelves myself. But if you could at least direct me in the right place for something, I don't know, anything alluding to, uh, lost treasures, secrets of the Deseret, anything like yeah. that? By all, by all chances... Go over there on your right, he gestures to the right, and there's a sort of a, a slimmer book tome. He sort of says, uh, Yep, that's where you might find something suiting your interest. But he seems very disinterested throughout the entire discussion. Of course. Uh, I gotta say, as I walk over to the bookshelf, I gotta say, this ain't so different from prospecting in the old days. Uh, except panning for gold, I'm panning for, well, text, I suppose. <laughs> Is that yeah. right? Yeah, isn't it? He doesn't laugh politely. He sort of just watches you move over. Um, I think uh, we we must be inside by this point because I think we. Yeah, I'd say so. Brief. I'd say that's fair to say that was the discussion that was had while you were edging on the doorstep, as it were. Um, I'm also looking for a st- anything by Mr. Stephen King. I uh, hear he's written a n- late a new novel. He's a new writer. Written a thing called yes. Carrie. It's about a lady who has a trouble with her ablutions. Mo- Mooney, uh, Mooney, there's a. You ready, King? Like there's, there's uh, some folks following us, following us out there. I, I don't know why, but. I grab you by the lapels and go. What? What people? He's... What people was they? Was they? Was they like wearing big stove, black stove top hats? Was they in dark glasses? Was they? Was they government men? No. 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 Oh, thank God. All right. Uh, Why don't we look at some books? Yes. Um, is there a lock on the door? Uh, there's a little slide-along lock. Can I see if I can maybe slide the slide-along lock shut without the shopkeeper seeing? That would be a sleight of hand. I'm going to suggest that I'm at the door. I could do that. I'm going to suggest I'm at the door, and you did go over to Mooney, and he did grab you by the lapels. So I'm 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 blocking you there, and I'm looking at you very interestedly. Me. Yeah, and and I say, why don't we look at some books? Hmm, this one this one here looks interesting, and I just pick the closest book to me, and I and I I bring it up, and I whisper to you, and I say, I'll stay at the door if you like. Seems like Ed's got something on his mind. Motorbikers. They weren't motorbikers, was they? Uh, no, didn't no, no, no. Leather and runestone. Not so no? much. Okay. So you don't mean to try and slide that lock across? Just give us extra bit of warning if anyone does turn up. I look a bit panicked, but then I, I, I say, say this looks like a nice volume, uh, and I, I nod at you, Lafitte, and I walk straight over to the the shopkeeper. You know, I'm tall. I'm tall and broad-shouldered, and I say, um, "How much do you want for this?" And I, I'm basically trying to get in the way so that Lafitte can do that. Uh, okay, uh, very kind. Uh, what is it you've brought over to him? Uh, they probably wouldn't have followed me out here anyway. I uh, literally whatever book I've just picked up. Okay, he says uh, fifty cents. Well, I guess let's call it a dollar. You got a nice place here. You, um, 
You get much pass and trade? And I, I, I'm, I'm looking for change as I uh, do this. Mm. He says, uh, no. You want it wrapped? No, uh, no, 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 no. Um, I look at the cover for the first time. As I say, I'm buying it for my niece. <laughs> um, presumably, of course. Says, yeah. uh, yeah, mysteries of the Wendigo. <laughs> yeah, she likes, um, um, she likes, uh, she likes stuff about, um, Wendigo. So, is that somewhere is that upstate? So? By Wallace Barney Baskin. <laughs> yep, that's about right. <laughs> this guy Baskin, he any good? Yeah. <laughs> Nope. <laughs> and he, he takes the book and he uh, he pushes past, he goes behind the counter and there's what you can see is, well, I don't know what knowledge you have of uh, Native American culture, but like, mm. it seems like a, if you have any. I've got History 10. Yeah, I'll give it a go. I mean, it's not going to happen, guys, but... Um, you never know. My, right? my intention is know. to just be a block, right? 34... A fumble would be great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 34, it's a fail. I'm not going to spend the luck. It, it, it looks to you at first glance as like a genuine sort of Apache um, tapestry. And he sort of... Uh, nice. Yeah, nice. black helicopters. And he, he pushes it aside and takes the book out back. And uh, you can sort of hear him sort of uh, in this back room sort of moving around and... Uh, grabbing a sort of paper bag or something, you assume. But there's a moment where the three of you are stood there together. Well, if he's gone in the back room, I, I imagine I can slide the lock across without even doing a sleight of hand roll. Well, I mean... Yeah, if you've waited that long, yeah. Gentlemen, I got to If you come. were sort of... Yeah, let's say you did, let's say you did. Yeah. Gen- gentlemen, I got to come clean with you. I had a... I haven't had the most spotless past. And there are some gentlemen out there, some people, some folks who I... Um, I always fear they're going to come a-looking. It would be very unusual if they followed me all the way out here, but you never know. These people you saw that following us, locals, you say, you reckon? Look like locals to me. All right, that's all right then, but we got to keep our eyes peeled. Never know what son of a bitch motherfucker's decided to go and get himself fucked up on trying to get rich off me. The way they... You see this? And I point at the scar that goes from my, from my mouth to my ear. That was one close shave I will not forget. Oh, I see. The way they moved. It didn't seem right to me. What? I don't know. What do you mean? They went over that balustrade outside the... Saloon. It was like they dropped down real close to the earth for a second. I don't know. I'm hot. It wasn't like we'd had an easy time of it. Mooney's eyes go wide in horror. <laughs> uh, oh, it's true. As they do, could you all give me a, a spot hidden? The, uh, the movement was strange, and I, I know what people say, that I spend too much time around... Uh, Arthropods is that the word? Is that the right word? <laughs> Too much time around insects, but they did have an insectoid movement to them. Wouldn't you agree? Made me think of a cockroach, that one in the alleyway. Exactly like a cockroach. The ones at the the ones at the saloon made me think of beetles. Was that a spot hidden? 
I've just failed that by eight points. I'm, t- I'm tempted to spend some luck to push this. the roll. I'm tempted to push I'm the roll. To push the roll because I've got a really good spot hidden. It's entirely your call. Would it make a difference, gentlemen? It's not if I just spend some luck. How much luck do you got? To, do you have to spend five? Oh, I think you should spend your luck, and then we don't have. And, to. I, and I've got seventy luck. So I'm going to spend five luck. Dose. My 40. Hey. My 40 is now a 35. I've passed. It's not a hard pass. So you see um, across the street through the glare on the windows, you see um, a group of about seven or eight um, young men sort of uh, shambling along between the uh, the alleyways, between the, uh, the, the shops on the other side of the road. And... Um, you see them sort of. Uh, you see the the one in front sort of clock you and give a, a signal to the others, and they sort of drop back. So it's a brief moment, but uh, it, you're convinced that I I I, I point and mouth. They're there. <laughs> to, uh, to out the window, and then I I just say, say, Mister. Funny yeah. question. You got a way out back. Well, we do. Why would you need it? I don't know. Maybe you'd want to tell us. And then I, I just look wide-eyed at the other two. He pushes through the Apache curtain. He comes back with a, a brown paper bag with the book sort of wrapped in. Hands it over to you. And says, uh, you take him some notice, have you? Well, I may have made a bit of a fool of myself in the local taberna. I had a, I had a heavy lunch, and it it turned me strange. You see, the heat has got to me. I'm a bit dehydrated, and anyway, my colleagues here were somewhat embarrassed by my behaviour. I may have caused some a, a small bit of offence, and I've yet to uh, really explain and apologise for my actions. I'm worried they've got a bit rash. And certainly I will happily go out the front and discuss it with these people, but I don't want my colleagues here to bear the brunt of my bad behaviour. So if they could slip out the back, I think that would be very... Huh, huh, huh. He laughs slightly. That's most kind, um, uh, Mr Mooney, but I I feel maybe discretion is a better part of valour, and if if there was a chance we could all slip away, that would be the preferred... Course, course of action. Why, Mr. Lafitte, I, I think you're absolutely... That's a very fine suggestion and, and one, uh, one that I, I, I will um, endorse. I, I think that... Uh... <laughs> you're all looking to slip away. What is it that you folks have done that could cause such an embarrassment in this town? Well, uh... I may have... Uh, I jostled a table and I misunderstood my friend here. Uh, and may have accidentally escalated a, a private argument into a um, public argument. That's true. It was a minor altercation between the two of us, and it, it needn't have involved anyone else. It's a misunderstanding, I believe. The passion's got me. I'm sure you've been in similar situations yourself. Are you? Say, so, yeah, did you... Oh, sorry. Mr. Thunderbird, is it? Yeah, that's right. Uh, well, we're real sorry, but Ed, did you find a book that you wanted to buy? Because John Thunder, you can call me John Thunder. Well, John Thunder, pleasure to meet you. My middle name's John, as it happens. 
Beverly Carstairs. People call me Jack. Well, there you have it. My mother's name was John. <laughs> I'm sure it was. Now, listen to me. We got a back entrance, but I'm not sure it'll do you any good. If you've been, uh... You, you hoping to stay around in town for a while, or are you... Oh, we just... You heading on through? Our, our truck's getting fixed up right about now. We, we won't be here long. Oh, your truck's getting fixed up, is it? Say, what if we've been invited over to the docks? I say to him. The dock? Yeah, what if we've been invited over to docks? Mr... Well... Doc Brenner. Doc Bob Brenner, that's the one. Well, you can take that invitation or you can not. Would you? Nope. Listen, friend, I got a feeling that Though you may have a, a certain um, indisposition to us, being from outside, I understand that. I've been around. and uh, But I hope that we also have a mutual indisposition to some of the people in this town. And if you could give us a nod and a wink, that would be very helpful in our uh, matters here. If there's something you feel... We ought to know. Well, that depends. Depends entirely who you are and where you work. Well, this gentleman is interested in insects. Yeah, I'm an entomologist. I, I, I work for, um, uh, no, let me try and remember what the university is that I'm based at. It's a university, not a government department, you understand? Guam. It's Guam University, here. isn't it? <laughs> oh, no, no. Sorry, it's oh, not. On this occasion, it's, um... So, uh... Are you looking at the scorpions around here, or, uh... It's that kind of... Austin. It's that kind of... Austin University. And I'm a geologist. I look at rocks. And I now put them back. Well, I suppose someone has to. How about your silent friend here? I'm a land surveyor, sir. I Ah, so you watch while they do their work. I do some... That's right, that's exactly right. I do do some measuring as well. He looks at very big bits of land. Our friend here looks at quite small rocks, and I look at tiny, tiny little critters. So, we... <laughs> I can't. I can't break this. I can't break this dollar. I'm sorry. I don't have fifty cents. I, I'm so sorry. It's all right. And I just put. I, I put it on what, the. You can oh, take the, the book. You can take the book for free. That ain't my concern. My concern is you folks seem a bit wet round the gills, and uh, if you're genuinely, genuinely unsure as to what's happening here. I would say to get back to that gas station and get back in your vehicle as soon as you possibly can. I, that, that, I think that's what we intend to do. I see. So whatever's brought you here isn't so pressing. Uh, what well, brought us here was the, the, the gas station. We, we needed gas. Well, I thought one of you was a land surveyor... One of you, you seem like scientist types to me. You're not here for the mines. Oh, sure. no? no, no, but not not your good town, not the good town of Abattoir. It's not uh, of our interest. Don't worry about that. Now, just to be clear, I feel like uh, 
Joseph had this uh, conversation with uh, the doctor out on the veranda, and he basically told you that the uh, uranium mines, the old uranium mines, were just through the town, and that this was the that you you haven't passed that on, and that might not be something you want to raise. But uh, but we knew that they were close, right? I mean, Devil's Backbone is just you above knew us. they were close. It's just above us, yeah. and this was we, we need. We had to stop yeah. the gas because it wouldn't be sensible to not stop the gas. And it could well be that Quincy's just being uh, <laughs> devious. But uh, uh, either way, um, this gentleman with the, the long pulled back ponytail sort of says, uh, "Listen, I uh, I can't uh, help you too much other than saying that. But uh, I would recommend you leave town as soon as possible. The locals around here, well." You've probably had glimpses of them. They don't particularly take to outsiders. How do they get along with you, if you don't mind me asking? Or how do they you get, get along, along with them? me just fine? How? How? Me and that? my friend Billy. Well, me and my friend Billy, we uh, we get along just fine. Uh, we've been you, here longer than them. You never had any trouble with them. Of course, I've had trouble with them, but they respect me, and. Uh, you see his eyes. Uh, maybe it's a psychology role. Go on then. I mean, you're all welcome to do that. To be fair. I was going to say uh, when when you said when he said me and my friend Billy. Did we see his eyes go down to the um, to the 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 drawer in front of him, which is sort of heavily clasped and is the perfect length for a shotgun? No, or, it it wasn't the Billy Club that he was yeah, talking okay, about. Was talking, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's a big fail for my psychology. Uh, I passed mine. They all succeed. I've only got eight. Uh, I've only got ten psychology, but I rolled an eight. Nice. Well, there you go. You see that, like after he mentions Billy, he sort of looks up to the top of the door frame that you came through, and as you glance back, you see there's lots of carved runes into the the wood. Um. Alongside all the sort of dream catchers and in the, in the front door of the shop, yeah, the front door of the shop, and then above it, there's a, a Billy Big Mouth bass. Yeah, 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 and it just keeps turning around and singing to you. Take me to the water. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Dear fisherman, all I'd say to you is, it's probably best you leave town while it's still day. Understood. You th- Bit of a party town at night, I guess. No. I was just being humorous with you, sir. <laughs> uh, I don't really go for humor. Um, let, let, That's fair enough. May, may I just ask, I'm um, still sort of glancing back towards the door, wondering whether, not really my thing, but wondering whether those runes are, are like a ward. Uh, but... Uh, as I'm doing that, I'm saying, uh, you, you, you mentioned the dock. You wouldn't, you wouldn't go to the docks for, um, for, a, for a meal of an evening. Is, is, is he one of the locals that you, you, you think are suspicious of outsiders, or you, you think we should stay away from him for a different reason? Ah, uh, no, 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 no. Doc, Doc Brenner, is, he's, a, he's a good man. I'm sure of that. Uh so you just... He wouldn't blink as he shot. That's all I'll say. You wouldn't see the man blink as he shoot. 
But uh, he's a he's a good man, upstanding pillar of the community. So you're saying we shouldn't go to his because we should get out of town, not because he is a danger. I'm saying you should do what you want, but what I want you to do is get out of my shop, and you can take this book that you haven't paid for. Been most helpful. Hey, now hang on a minute. He did offer to pay. He offered to pay double. You can't hold that against us, sir. I won't hold anything against you. You can pay nothing or you can pay double. But either way, I'd like you to get out of my shop. Pay the man double, Carstairs. I've already put the money down. It's right there. Look, I, we don't well, want any don't trouble. Well, pick it back up again, Beverly. How's about that back door? Were we having a theoretical conversation about the back door? If we were, it feels like wasted everyone's time. But is there a back door <laughs> we could exit by? You really want to use the back door? Glance again at the front door. Can we still see the... I mean, uh, are these eight guys out there? <laughs> no, you can't see anyone out there. Well... How old are you, if you don't mind my asking? I'm uh, as old as my gums and a little bit older than my teeth. Now... Oh, so you're not seven. That's all right, then. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm just nine. <laughs> that's right. Nine. I knew it was one of those numbers. <laughs> he says, uh, well, if you're insistent, follow me. And he, uh, he hands you the sort of packaged brown paper book and he, uh, he, he leads you through to the, the back and you go through a sort of... Uh, the smell of sage comes across very strongly. There's a lot of sort of smoke in the air. Mm. Um, and uh, you might notice a couple of poultices burning, but uh, either way... Pot pie. Yeah, either way, he, uh, he, he opens the back door and he says, uh, you, you just see a sort of arid landscape as you'd expect behind it the sort of yard leading into just the the desert itself and he says uh, now there you are what do you reckon gentlemen are we going to take a light jog up to this place <laughs> or a dead sprint I think uh, my my sprinting days might be behind me but we should probably try and move as rapidly as possible well, it's it's good of you, uh, Mr. John Thunderbird. Thank you. Thank you. Enjoy the book. And he slams the door. And uh, you see a couple of uh, the little dream catchers sort of shake in the the window. Um, what a cunt! <laughs> <laughs> well, there what you a go. delightful gentleman. <laughs> they say my grandfather had. A lot of dealings with the Native Americans, I say, and I look dreamily out across the desert. That was back in Maine. So can we circumnavigate here back to the uh, back to the um, van? What you can see ahead of you is, apart from the desert expanding, you can see a little sort of white wood, and um, it's looking on its not last legs, but uh, it's looking a bit weather-beaten, but um, you can see a little church um, sort of going off on a little angle, a little curved road. Um, but other than that, you're looking at um, either making your way back through the town or uh, going further through the town where the shops are less sort of... Uh, but we can't, we can't work our way around the back of it and then cut in through an alley. You could, yeah, you could, you could, you could make your way. Sort of, if you've turned right, you could make your way along behind the backs of the the shops and buildings you've seen so far. So it's entirely your call. Should we just head back to the van? I think we should. I mean, they've got no way of. It's not like any of us is 
carrying a, a payphone in our pocket. If, if they fix a van, they won't have any way of telling us unless we're up there. Well, that would be a hell of a thing. Wouldn't it? Payphone in your pocket. He looks, dream- he looks dreamily out across the desert. You're going to make your way back behind the houses towards the... Uh... I feel like that's the most logical thing for us to do, is to go back to the, the van. Yeah. We, we've probably been uh, an hour or two, right? Yeah. So, Yeah. Ooh, ooh, an hour or two? Is that? Mm, maybe um, not. doesn't feel like that to me, but... Well, maybe an hour. Yeah, like not an hour or an two. Hour. We might at least have yeah, a better yeah. idea of how long the, the job's going to take, even if it hasn't been finished. Yeah. Let's say it's about half one... Quarter to two. As I understand it, that's it's heading back early, right? But yeah, but the suggestion is yeah. there's nothing. Else. And you're also like you're suddenly aware as soon as you're outside, you're aware of just the level of the heat that you you feel the need to just press sort of cold compresses or wet rags. You, you need something to cover you. I don't know if you have jackets to put over your head or something, but um, you uh, either way, it's like it's that sort of blistering heat. But um, you you make your way. Do you do you attempt to do something like that to sort of keep the heat off you, or do you just suck it up? I mean, I feel I just suck it up. I, I feel like we we left the van not in a state of disrepair and um, stress. No. So is it fair to say since we all do we all do work on the land? So is it fair to say we had our hats with us? I'd say so. Yeah. Um, so pop your hats on and sort of make your way right behind the uh, the houses. You spend uh, a couple of minutes sort of uh, recreating famous scenes from uh, Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz, sort of fence hopping in gardens. <laughs> and uh, um, No, not really, but you... Um, I won't ask for a stealth roll. It's, like I said, it's the middle of the day, so apart from those uh, shady figures you saw earlier, no one seems to be sort of milling about. You're sort of at the back of everything here anyway. But... Uh, you uh, you take a bit of time and you loop round the back of the the back of this uh, the back of the the main street until you see the the road you the turnoff road that you came through on and um, see the the Esso Garage logo sort of looming up after over the the end of the the row of houses and um, you you sort of turn the corner as you get to the the, the opening out onto the main road and um, you, you come back up to the uh, the gas station and you see uh, your uh, your pot-bellied truck driver there and your sort of uh, navel-tattooed fella sat outside where they were on the bench sort of spitting tobacco and uh, drinking uh, Pabst Blue Ribbon Remind me keep- Howdy, partner Well, how do you do? You have any luck in town? Did we? Well, we, we, we had, we had a, a bite to eat. And I'd look meaningfully at Mooney and say, a bite. Before the table got t- kicked over. And my All right. Oh, let bygones be bygones, Lafitte. <laughs> We've been through this. Sounds like uh, at least you got some food in you. And then the other guy, Nate, you know, the, the military guy with the naval tattoos, he's a bit less chatty, sort of says, uh, well, uh, Sounds like you've uh, made your presence known anyway. What makes you say that? Well, you know, everyone in town's talking about it. How's that? 
What do you mean everyone in town's talking about it? Well, someone holding up the uh, the local bar. Holding up the bar? Oh, these are these are uh, what are they called? Whispers, Defam- defamations. These these are these are wild wild stories. Um, I see. Well, may, may I? Not for me to judge. Um, may I just get us do us like a little sense check on how long we spent in the shop and whether his comment about everyone in town is talking about it is yeah like a bit surprising because oh that was oh, words got around quick or whether it's like that's literally impossible because it just happened and these uh, I'd I'd be inclined to just offer you the former okay it's pretty surprising but you don't know this place and you don't know you you've already seen people sort of milling about some of them crawling like cockroach type figures you know like whispering to each other it's uh it's entirely possible. Okay. Um, and as you're wondering that, um, Rosso comes out, the uh, the guy who owns the place, and he looks a bit more covered in grease than he did before, and he slings the uh, the, the thing over his shoulder and he says, uh, well, I'm sorry, gentlemen, but uh, you're going to be here for a day or two, it looks like. We need new parts. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. If I'd known we were going to be here for a day or two, I would have played my hand very differently. (laughs) You cannot change the game from poker to blackjack halfway through. Well, that's none of my concern, sir. I only play roulette because I don't understand numbers. (laughs) I will make it your... Uh, What do you make of that John Thunder who runs the bookshop? John? Yeah. He's a good man. Is that He's a good man. What do you make of everybody else, this dark character? Hey, listen, uh, I don't know. All I'm saying is uh, it's going to be a day or two till we get the parts in. Well, look. Uh, what, what is Jack shit? <laughs> Start kicking the dust. Jack shit! All right, Mo- all right Mr. Mooney, just d- don't worry. We will, we'll, find, we'll, find, we'll find a way through this. It's, it's not the end of the world. <sighs> Sorry, gentlemen, the passion got me again. Say, so is it all right if we uh, tap you for a... Three tall glasses of water? Yeah. Yeah. Steve, three glasses of water. You see the guy with the sort of buzz cut and the navel tattoos get up and sort of begrudgingly move into the the bar area. There, um, if, if we're stuck here for a couple of days, is there some way you'd recommend for us to stay? Yeah, the last, the last stop. They got their own rooms out back. Motel, all that. Oh, the place where we just uh, had that lovely meal and had such a lovely encounter with the the locals and. Oh, mm. so you got on all right? Oh yeah, we good to know. I'm fine. I look at Mooney again. <laughs> yeah, they'll be pleased to see us. I'd recommend there, that that's for sure. Yeah, unless there's an alternative yeah. accommodation that you would advise. No, it's good to have options. Really, none, none at all. Well, unless you made any friends, close friends in the town. Oh, I wouldn't say that. Mr. Williams, would you mind, I have to make an itinerary of all the parts that we're going to be replacing. The van, you see, it's, uh, well, it's EPA property, although it's leased to me, my name. So I need to Mm. see everything that we're going to be replacing. Do you mind if you talk me through it? I I ain't no mechanic of your quality. Yeah. I I, I could certainly... Of course. um, 
I could certainly... Well, I need to see what would be uh, wrong with it so I can make a note. Is that okay? What? He's he's taken your 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 Chevy and it's up on the uh, it's up on the. I walk over to it. Stocks, as it were. I walk over to it, and um, he sort of uh, leads you through, and he says, uh, "Now, I just thought it was the uh, the tires that had been punctured, but of course, look at the axle here, and you can see. I don't know what your uh, mechanical repair is. It's forty two. 42. Wow, okay. The meaning of life. Do you want to do me a... Because as he's explaining to you, he sort of says, uh, it looks like this is worn through here. This looks like it's been worn through for a while, and the axle was about to to come off the... I gesture to Mooney and I say, Enjoy. Hey, Ed, come look at this. Uh, what we got here, busted axle, is it? Uh, uh, peer under the, under the car. All right. Well, let's see. Uh, it might not be as bad as you're saying. I'm a 43 on a 42, and I'm going to spend that luck. Well, I've rolled a... Oh, I've rolled a... I've rolled a zero... A zero eight on my 50 mechanical repair. That is an extreme success. <laughs> wow. Well, with your extreme success, you see where he's pointing to the axle and sort of saying, uh, this is like wear and tear. This, this must have been like a problem before you even hit those nails. And you see it's clearly been uh, hacked through with a hacksaw. I look around the workshop to see if there's a hacksaw lying around. Hmm. Um, yeah, there are. There is. There's, there's several saws. Uh, I see. Um, what was your name again, sir? I've completely forgotten. Oh, Russo. Call me Russo. Russo. Russo, Russo, Russo. I'm looking at this here axle here, see, and I can see these, uh, well, they look like sawtooth marks. And uh, that's been hacksawed in half. Well, there ain't no well, way we've driven all this happen. way. Yeah, but that can happen. Not while a, you're just driving. A chain gets wrapped around, uh, potentially, when you're leaving a building. or uh, How about a chain gets wrapped around your damn line? Throat. All right, Mr. Mooney. Oh, Edward shit. Mooney, step back. Come on now. This is no way to talk to no, me. No, no, no. That piece Mooney, of shit has sawn this in half. Mooney, he wants us to back. stay here. This is some sort of trap. It didn't go well. It didn't go well before. I'd like, I'd like to go for intimidate now? there if I can. <laughs> okay. He's backing away from you. So, like, go for your intimidate and see what happens. <laughs> okay, that's a 92 on my 50 intimidate. <laughs> great. Not great. So, he, uh, he backs away from you and sort of says, uh, Now, 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 we're all being sensible here. There's been no uh, philandering or uh, mail, and he he picks up, he grabs the shotgun off the wall that you saw earlier, and it's an old rusty thing, and he holds it up towards you and says, uh, "What the hell are you doing? What exactly are you accusing me of?" I think it's pretty plain, isn't it? I'm accusing you of sabotage. Darren, can I check with my pass? Am I suspicious as well? Oh yes. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. I'd imagine by this point, certainly, but certainly, yeah, before he even grabs it, you you get the impression it's got... it's It's been tampered with some, somehow. You don't know if it's him, to be fair. But. Now, I'm willing to give you the benefit of the doubt and suggest that you've maybe tampered with this in order to get some extra money out of us or to have to buy some more parts, but it's also possible you tampered with it with some sort of agenda... And that disturbs me. I can understand people trying to get an extra few dollars out of people way out here when all they do is come and buy, you know, a, a tank of gas now and then. I can understand why you might feel the pinch. 
and the need to do such a thing, and I can understand that. But I cannot, I cannot be sure that you have not performed some sinister part in some orchestrated attempt to frustrate our work here, possibly on the act of, I don't know, trade unionists or... Well, Quincy... As the guy, as um, Rosso grabs the shotgun off the wall, you hear that, this sort of click and release, and you hear, uh, you know, this, the few, like, praying mantis and scorpions you'd been sort of studying half-squashed on the floor. Um, mm. Your attention's distracted from them, and you sort of hear this from... I mean, the garage door's open. So I think as soon as you hear that, you do see Rosso with his back to you, aiming the shotgun further inside and saying saying all this, so, yeah. Well, I, I might sort of make my way over towards the, towards the door, but, like... Um, the like the the side of the door. I don't want to come like straight up behind him. I just want to sort of move closer, but with within cover of the side of the door. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. totally. Can you do me a spot hidden while you do that? Yeah, thanks. Yeah, that's a regular <clears throat> success. So you notice that Nate and uh, Steve, the guys who uh, sort of sit on the porch haven't spoken in a while and they're sort of just sitting staring forwards chewing tobacco and uh, you could almost be certain that they're basically deliberately ignoring what's happening yeah so then if we cut back to uh, I'm, I'm, yeah I'm getting quite a lot of Brian De Palma shots over your shoulder there and uh, sweat beating off the brow so I take one step back during Ed's uh, speech, so I'm closer to Ed. Yeah. But I was trying to interpose myself between the two of them. Now less so, obviously, because there's a shotgun involved. But that's all I do. Uh, you're not going to shoot me. Because if you don't kill me, it'll be the biggest mistake of your fucking life. Now, listen, mister. I didn't want to kill you in the first place. This has all been... Uh... A misunderstanding, you know, I didn't want to, uh... I didn't want to get jumped. But you got to trust me. This, uh, this axle of yours, someone's tampered with it before I have. I haven't done anything like that. I wouldn't do that. It's against my Hippocratic Oath as a mechanic. I want to do a psychology roll on him. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll join that party. Stand yeah. back, I'm using my 20 psychology, guys. Yeah. Yes. No good, no dice. Oh. 41. No joy. 41. I don't understand people. Yeah. I understand landscapes. He, he, as far as you're aware, he seems to be being genuine. He sort of seems quite like... <laughs> that means he's know. lying. <laughs> <laughs> but he seems, he seems quite like, listen, listen. If you have to stay here tonight, it's best you don't make enemies. You get me? I can, I can help fix up your car. The axle's fucked. And I found the two replacement tires. But it's just going to take me a couple of days to get the replacement axle from out of town. Now, you either trust me or you don't. But either way, that's the way it is. And I I trust you won't try to leave town without your car. Because you wouldn't get far. Especially with the attention you've pulled. Maybe we could lend you a hand, Mr. Williams. Russell. Yeah. 
Perhaps you could. Uh, but uh, this ain't getting fixed in the next day or two either way. We're going to have to wait for the parts. I see. This ever happened before? What? Folks coming through, having a broken motor, needing to wait a couple of days? Of course it has. And it appearing like it's been sabotaged. Spikes in the wheels and... Well, I have to say I don't agree that it does appear that it's been sabotaged. Uh, this is a classic case of wear and tear. <laughs> but, uh... Well, you can laugh as much as you want, Mr. Uh, Ed Mooney. <laughs> then. Well, keep laughing, keep laughing. Either way... I shall, I shall laugh myself to the grave, sir. I'm sure you will. Either way, you've been down to the last stop. They own the motel round here. He'll get you some rooms for this evening. Sound good? This is like a tourist trap without the Mickey Mouse ears. What do we owe you for the trouble? Nothing yet. Your payment is fixed. I ain't no, you know... Communist. I don't rinse people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I ain't no one of those commies. Well, we're good for it because, you know, the Department of Energy and the uh, Environmental Protection Agency are going to be interested in the bills that we're going to be putting in. Well, I'm glad. You know what that means? I'm glad. That means people come at a check, right? And I look at both men. Yeah. And I, I use the excuse to look back at uh, Ed to see if I can see the feet. Oh, I, can, I think I can only see the back of his head. Yeah. Also, feel free to do me a psychology, since you've taken your turn to give him a hard stare. Could, could we both do that, then? Yeah, I, if you'd like to. Because um, I, I figured, like, it was just... I mean, it was a gambit on my part. I wasn't trying to intimidate, but I was sort of yeah, yeah. going, how would you feel if a whole load of governmental types came looking? <gasps> well, exactly. Um, yeah. And my 86 gives me nothing. Probably because... I got a 6 on my 20, which is a hard success. That's, that's wow. what I like it. So while, while Jack sort of uh, puts in the boot and gets nothing for the... <laughs> for the reward um, Ed you do notice when he mentions people coming looking you see a, a sort of a flash of emotion come over Rosso's face and weirdly the 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 closest thing you think it might be similar to is relief it looks like a flash of relief that he might sort of welcome people hmm. coming in in which case I think I say are you from this place, Russell? Yeah. Lived in my whole life. Changed a lot in that time? Well, yeah. Bits and pieces. You ever thought of getting out? Where would I go? Marathon? <laughs> Anywhere. It's a big old world. Uh, my, my son's... Uh, and you, you sort of immediately see him sort of retract what he said, and he sort of says, uh, "My son," uh, he says. Uh, anyway, I've got a, uh, I've got people who, uh, well, depend on you. It's not, yeah, hmm. and it ain't so easy to move. Family but, stuff, you know. But you would if you could. Listen, I don't know what you've talked to. I don't know who you've talked to. Whether you've talked to Doc or you've talked to uh, the Reverend. Uh, 
but uh, I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to assume anything. If I could move, of course I would move. Why is that? Well, let me ask you this: If you could choose to live here, would you? From what you've seen so far. Well, it's an interesting bookshop, but uh, I can't say I care much for the hospitality. Well, I don't care much for hospitality either, but uh, my son's here, and we're going to make the best of it. Now, uh, I can call up to the uh, the last stop if you want me to book ahead for you. I think I should probably go speak to them in person, make my apologies. Yeah, well, that's uh, that's your call. Either way, I've had to order out for these parts, so uh, it'll be a day or two before they're here, like I said. I understand. We'll pay you for them. Well, thank you. And he, he puts the shotgun back on the, the wall. He, he's not been aiming at you this whole time. He's sort of lowered it, but uh, he, he slots it back into the thing on the side wall and says, uh, well, uh, as long as we're clear... Uh, now, to be fair and to be clear, do we have a skeet gun in the van for the for the warding off of coyotes and the like? Or are we entirely unarmed? I think we're entirely unarmed. Uh, Mooney's got a shotgun. I've right? got a, I've got a shotgun. Oh, was it a shotgun or was it a pistol? I can't remember. Uh, you've got a pistol, right? Definitely, because you pulled it on. Oh, was it a pistol? I thought you'd pulled a shotgun. In which case, yeah, I yeah. doubt we do. Then. I doubt we do. In which case, I've just got my tripod. That's all I've got. Might be a lock crawl. I've just got my right. flanet. We might have a rifle in the car. Oh, yeah, it might be a luck roll to see. Do, group luck? Who's got the lowest? Because it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a government vehicle, right? So, like... Yeah, I mean, they might have given yeah. us... Yeah, it's me, right? Ooh, by one point, we do. I rolled a 54 on my 55 luck. I mean, I, I don't know how to use it, so but hopefully one of you does. So when I see... Uh, Rosso put put the shotgun back on the wall. Um, I uh, I sort of step round the door as if I've only just turned up and say, uh, "Excuse me, I wonder if we could uh, get if we're going to be uh, staying here for a couple of nights or a night or two. Can we take our things out of the van? I have uh, some bags in there that I I'd like to take with me. Oh, of course, of course, yeah." Uh... Hold on, and he sort of uh, adjusts the uh, the hydraulics and sort of brings it back down to the floor, and uh, says, uh, "Help yourself, help yourself." Shall I call ahead to the 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 last stop? Tell them you'll be booking rooms. Uh I sort of glance between the other two. Uh, what do you think? Should we uh, call ahead, or maybe uh, we should present ourselves in person? I think it would be much more Texanly of us to present ourselves in person, but that's my my, my thoughts exactly. I nod. All right, I'll leave you to it. And he he heads outside. So I'd like to get to the van immediately and have a look to see whether it looks like anything's been tampered with inside or disturbed whether it looks like someone's been through our stuff or anything um would you like me to roll something for that spot hidden maybe cool that's good it's not quite hard 39 on my 60 so regular regular okay so you, you do get the impression that like 
the the big hole all bag in the back which w- would have all your sort of equipment for testing the groundwater mm. um and relevant things like geiger counters all that sort of stuff I that, take out a pencil. That is half unzipped, and oh, you're pretty sure you didn't I, I leave it half the unzipped pencil before. But the um, hardest lead. Um, if you look through it, everything seems to be in place. So, yeah, I do. Uh, gentlemen, looks like someone's uh, maybe had a little uh, look see at what we got here in the van. But uh, fortunately, everything is in order. Nothing's been taken, as far as I can tell. Maybe maybe you should check your own possessions. Well, someone definitely. Um cut through the axle. We know that. Right, Ed? That's right. I've, I've, I'm a, I've got a good mind to walk back up to that bridge and see if there's any nails laid out in a, in a pattern that allows for a couple of tires to be popped out. Well, it seems like that probably would be an unnecessary journey. I think if someone's cut through the axle, we can assume that there weren't nails laid out. Uh, well, someone could have done that back, I guess, at Marathon. Marathon? Is that where we were before? Yeah. Marathon was the last stop, yeah. I mean, it's not unheard of. That's true. Do you suspect they uh, sabotaged the vehicle because they uh, want the extra cash or because they want us to stay here? Do you mean Mr. Um, Williams here? I don't know. Well, let's let's talk about that when we get out of garage. I, I only ask because if someone sabotage the vehicle because they want us to stay here I suggest we do anything we can not to stay here maybe ask around see if someone can sell us a car so we can get out of here as quickly as possible I I had a terrible feeling about those insectoid fellas and your friend there John John Thunder in the shop certainly didn't hold hold on hold your horses there Mr. Lafitte what's this about Insectoid fellas. What were we trying to tell you in the bookstore that the folks? You told me there were some people walking funny. Well, that's they were like insects. Just the way they moved. Look, let's let's make it look like we're doing. At least, if not allowing him to telephone ahead, let's make it look like we're turning up, like he says, so that they think that they know where we are. Then we can maybe make a plan and go off. On our own right. p- sweet path. What do you think? As as you're sort of saying this, you hear the uh, the radio click on, and it sort of comes on, and you hear uh, the same, you know, the same knowing voice of the DJ Curti Mike, sort of saying, uh, "Now, if you're feeling a bit stuck in a rut, we've all been there." Sometimes it's hard to get yourself back out of that hole, especially if you're cut off, hacked away, as it were, from your friends and family. But you just got to get those wheels rolling again, get going. On which note, here's another fresh cut to help you on your way. And uh, he clicks onto the next track. And uh, Rosso walks back in and says, uh, "You got everything you need." Gosh, it's like fucking welcome to Night Vale or something. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, y- yeah, we're just getting our stuff. Um, well, it'll be a couple of minutes. No rush. No rush. I'll leave you to it. And he he steps outside and uh, gives you another minute. I um I strip my shirt off and I put another I put a fresh shirt on. 
you certainly get the impression that um, he'll be back in in yeah, a moment. Yeah. And uh, he doesn't want to stay here. There's something about this place he don't like. When you mentioned people coming to visit, I saw palpable relief on his face as if someone's going to come and lift him out of this shithole that he's found himself festering in. Some angel of mercy is going to come and lift him up and take him to the angelic bosom. That's how, that's the, the, the glimmer I saw in his eyes. He's as trapped as we are. He does, he does live in the shadow of the devil's backbone. That's right. Trapped by... By what? Maybe, maybe just trapped by small-town mentality. Might be simple as that. Might be. Uh, but I fear it. I fear it. I'm, I'm sort of going through my bag and packing, taking a few things out, putting a few things... Making sure that I've got, like, enough, enough clothes for a couple of nights, uh, but also all my... Um, Insect collecting kit, my butterfly net, my jars, and everything. What? As you're going through the the bags, you hear like the clatter of something metal, like a spanner or something, falling on the floor deeper into the recesses of the garage. Show on there. <laughs> you hear this laughter. <laughs> I reach into the car and make sure I've got the flashlight with me. I think I take my. Um, I, I've got these long sort of faux leather uh, cases in which I, I, I carry several that's 1970s faux leather if you know what I mean I thought you say chaps uh, sadly not, not quite I mean like, you know he, he could pass for that um, and, uh, but they carry the, several of the tripod um, legs uh, and I take uh, I take one tripod out uh, and I put the the skeet gun shotgun in which means I have to sort of shove it in right there because it doesn't quite fit I suspect yeah and then I just stick I stick my jacket over it so that you can't see the um the stock poking out and I just I shoulder that while he's getting his flashlight and I look nervously at Lafitte at the same time I sort of uh, go through my bag and um realise I have I have nothing to contribute in terms of you know Anything useful or <laughs> no, no form of stuff. You've got your brain. You've got your brain. Huh. I put my hand on my on my pistol. You know, on my on my belt, and I shine the flashlight around the corners of the garage. Como la que tú quieres. Pati, pati, 
En forma de pino, escarchada de colores y sabor yogur limón. Mantén una alimentación sana. Ah, uh, let me tell you, let me tell you my complex backstory. I'm not sure it's written on here. <laughs> um, I think I probably just WhatsApped uh, it to you. I think it was WhatsApp to me. <laughs> uh, where do I even look for that Dannon? Whose name has always been permanently what? misspelled in my phone, which what? makes it hard to find. What kind of a crazy name is Dannon? <laughs> It's Danan in this phone. Oh. Um, See, like the yogurt. So, um, Just like the yogurt. I. <laughs> <laughs> 